0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our very first episode of the It Stands Written podcast. So we are a Christian podcast that seeks to glorify and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ in the gospel. Um, In 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So that is what we are doing here today. Um, I am joined here by four of my really good friends. So we'll kind of just go around, uh, introduce ourselves, kind of tell a little bit about yourselves, how long you've been following the Lord. And then just like a fun fact, I can start us off. Uh, My name is Brayden. I am currently just finishing my last year uh, in college, been following the Lord for almost three years. I think middle of September, it'll be that three-year anniversary. And then hmm. fun fact, um, I am apparently double-jointed in like every single joint in my body. Um, I can do like really weird things with twisting my arm around and hmm. putting it by my head behind my head. That's walk, a
1: disturbing so. fact, not a fun it's, one. Would you like to show us on this audio yes, podcast? You can, <laughs> so li- yes, you all the you can listen to Holy my bones cow. crack <laughs> as I twist
2: my arm in a circle. Um, yeah, it's a little about, bit about me. We can go... Uh, so, just for context, there are five of us here. There's Braden, myself, Elijah, Rick, Ernest, and Justin. My name's Elijah. Um, I have been a Christian for a few years now. Um, and a fun fact about myself oh, some of my testimony, huh? A little bit? Yeah. 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 Maybe. So, uh, I think just like. Many of us, I was um, stuck and invested in the material things of this world, brought me to a dark place, whether it was with substances, women, money, whatever else was out there. And uh, one day God brought me to my knees before I could repent and turn to him. And he saved my life um, just a few years ago. And uh fun fact about me... Um, I have one kidney. If we're doing bodily <laughs> bodily ones, I don't know if that's too fun. That's also a
3: disturbing fact.
2: Um, uh, I work in IT. I can and, only look uh, it in
3: your eyes right now.
4: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I work in IT, and I'm I'm married. Uh, have one year anniversary coming up in November, um, which is in about two months. So
4: that's exciting. That's me, Rick. Yeah. So uh, I've been following the Lord for a little over thirty years. Um. It all, I you know, he's been following on me a lot more than that, and Mm -hmm. and trying to get me going the right direction. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, and when I was 16, my dad sat me down and said, "Hey, I know you know about the Lord, but you don't know the Lord." Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was on my 16th birthday is when I accepted Christ. Mm. Wow! And so, you know, I thank my (laughs) parents for you know all that they did to to oversee me and kind of guide and direct me but uh I, I definitely lived years having the knowledge hmm. um you know you went all those you know the how fast can you turn your bible to this section and read it type of things mm-hmm. um all of those type of things but didn't have the relationship hmm. so um i don't really have fun facts i have good facts uh i've been hmm. married for over 30 years to my wife um and i've got three wonderful kids that's all awesome that's great goals <laughs>
1: yeah. Long-term goals. Long-term um, goals. So, so my name is, is Ernest. Uh, I work for a company and I do legal things uh and it's very important the company doesn't know i'm here so listen everybody this is a secret don't tell them don't tell them that i exist on this podcast what's
2: what's the reason why they can't know that
1: so the the company i work for a great company in I love short the job. uh <laughs> but in short we do a bunch of legal stuff and it's very important to all of the clientele that like we're blank slates that they can project any political ideas onto mm, mm. and so like if i'm here and i'm like listen if you're not a christian you're going to hell which is true uh, <laughs> that's not great so, <laughs> yeah. Listen, just just make sure nobody ever knows. Maybe work here. Mm. Um, a fun fact, I guess. The thing that every uh, that get, keeps getting pointed out to me as I write backwards, like it reads normal if you hold it up to a mirror. That is that is a very it, fun fact and fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. everyone's astonished by this. It, it, it's like you it's can like learn like it over, how to read again, trying to read it backwards. Yeah. I mean, you can learn it over a weekend. It's not that hard. But everyone's very impressed because most people don't have a board weekend where they do
3: that. So for you, you could learn it over a weekend. (laughs) Which means Ernest is not married. If you are listening to this podcast um, and you're out there and you're cute and uh, can keep good secrets. (laughs) He is single. Yes. Yeah. And Christian and breathing. Yes. And uh, Ernest, how how long have you
0: been
1: following the Lord? Uh, That's right. For testimony, I've been following him for coming up on 10 years, probably at this point. Wow. Um, It's longer than I thought. You're older than all of us here. I'm ancient. Uh I, I grew up in the I grew up in the church uh and I had good parents mm. and you know they they taught me the lord similar similar to Rick um and you you sort of you grow up in that and for me there I don't know that there was a specific moment you just you eventually get it um and you turn your life over to God and there you are. <laughs> I think it'll be
2: encouraging for people who are listening who did grow up in the church. Uh, a lot of people think I grew up in the church. My parents are Christians. I'm going to be a Christian one day. Yeah. I went off the rails. You know, true. like Rick didn't, he said he didn't have a relationship with, with the Lord. His dad had to say, hey, you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Just because you grew up in the church and your parents are Christians doesn't mean anything about you is, yeah, is different. Sure.
3: Yeah. Greater condemnation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Right. We'll get into that. Well, my name is Justin, and uh, I have a very different side. I grew up as an atheist, and so we turned on the television to mock Christianity or what we thought was Christianity that wasn't Christianity. It was, uh, send us your money, and we'll send you a Kleenex, and all your problems in life will go away. Hmm. And for us, that was really clearly not anything that had to do with Truth, so mm. we mocked it, laughed at it, but then we just lived our lives in the way that we wanted to live. And so, um, I actually saw a real bona fide Christian in the wild, and um, and I said, I want to, I want to know more about that. But it was a girl, and I didn't know how to approach her other than to ask her out. And so, um, <laughs> in the middle of asking her out, I literally got this far. I said, Hey, I was wondering if maybe you and I could get together on Saturday, and she said, I'm going to stop you. And I said, okay, uh, yeah, what's up? She says, you're gonna die and go to hell. This is a uh, smart Ernest, woman right you there. Would have, uh, <laughs> yeah, you would have really related to her. Um, but um, you know, the, the reality was she was exactly right. She said, I've seen your life. And if you die, you're gonna enter into eternity. Or if Jesus comes, you're not ready. And I'm hmm. like, what do you mean Jesus comes? And she's like, don't you know Jesus is coming? And I said, well, I thought he was dead. Like, this is how illiterate I was. Uh, don't you know that he's um, alive? And I said, no. She goes, don't you know what Easter is? And I said, yeah, that's where all the religious people trash the buffet, something about bonnets and bunnies, but stay away from the restaurants. And and uh, for the next four hours, she walked through the message of the gospel, mm. which we'll talk about in this podcast extensively um, about how to come to a saving relationship with God who invites us to call him father. and so that was in 1992 so at this point in this recording that was uh what 20 that uh, was 31 years ago um, where God uh, arrested me with the gospel and transformed everything. So uh, that's that's the most important thing about me. Uh, fun stuff, I have a wife of 28 years at this point and um, uh, five incredible kids. Um, Was it the girl who told you you're going to hell? No, actually okay. not. We're good friends with her still to this day, but she married the guy that then started discipling me and mm-hmm. pouring his life into me and helping me to grow and sent me off to school in California, Bible training, uh, both at Bible college and seminary. And they remain some of our closest friends uh to this day uh, but no God uses pretty girls yeah, that's that's <laughs> the bottom line yeah. uh for sure yeah yeah
0: yeah we're all just five guys getting together we're all just sinners that have been saved by grace and just hoping to you know share as, as much as we can and that's kind of a good uh segue um I think it'd be in vain if we didn't share what the gospel is the message, of why we've been set free, just the whole reason behind why we continue to to persevere and move forward. And um so Elijah, if you wanna kind of yeah, it's share on that segue. just the just the heart of the the gospel and what the message is.
2: Well, what is the gospel? So I mean let's start from the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Um God is perfect, he is all knowing, he is everywhere. And he is holy, and he created the earth and created man and woman. Um, I'm trying to not miss any points here, and um, it was perfect. It's perfect world, no sin, no flaws, um, until Adam and Eve were tempted. They fell short and they sinned in the garden. God said, "Whoever so shall, whoever shall eat of the fruit in the garden uh, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, will die." And they. Uh, were tempted and ate from the tree, and from that day forth, God had cursed the land, and humanity also had the curse of sin amongst us, so Adam's entire lineage was cursed, which is all of humanity. Now, Adam and Eve didn't die. God had made a sacrifice even at that time, and we can get into the details of that later, but um, we now have a problem amongst all of humanity and the entire world, which is sin. Um, Sin separates God and man. And um, man has a temporary life on this, on this world, and one day they will die and go to the eternal life. And if they are sinless, they go to heaven. If they are sinful, they go to hell. Um, all men have fallen short of the glory of God. Um, and to show that God sent through Moses the law, which is 10 commandments of what God's standard is. No one was able to meet up to those Ten Commandments, and no one is to this day. Um, No human born on this earth except one. That one is Jesus Christ. Now, if Jesus Christ is completely sinless, which he was, he was born from the Virgin Mary and was completely sinless throughout his entire life, and he doesn't deserve eternal hell. But one day he went to the cross and he paid the eternal price for all of man. Jesus is God's son. God loved the world so much, even though we sinned, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that whoever would believe in him would not die, but have eternal life as opposed to eternal death so jesus came he died on the cross he took the entire punishment for sin for all of humanity because he is god and he is man so he was able to take the punishment in full not only that three days later god uh, jesus rose from the dead this shows that he is god he overruled he conquered sin he conquered death and he rose from the dead and if we have faith in him and if we believe in him then we will be saved by god and we will be given the holy spirit to walk a fruitful life, and one day meet Jesus again, whether that is when he returns to this earth, or whether that is when we leave from this earth. But one of the most, a few of the most important parts about that is that we are saved by grace, through faith, not of our own works, so that no man may boast. Um, Ephesians two eight, right? Yeah. I was reading that earlier today. We just have to, I think one of the key points from that is that God gave us that as a gracious gift. Uh, We don't deserve it. We did not work for it. The things, the actions that we do are are minuscule. They're actually not even minuscule. They're, They're like dirty rags, I believe it says in Isaiah. But God was so gracious. He gave his son. He gives us eternal life. And when we're given eternal life, when we're saved and given the Holy Spirit, um, then when we do good works, we're doing them in the name of Jesus Christ. We're doing them by the Holy spirit and those things glorify God because we're doing them for him. Uh, when we don't have the Holy spirit, the only person we can do work for is works for is ourself. So, um, that's grace and, and we live by faith, which is, which is the belief, um, to the extent of, of life and death, that God is our Savior, Jesus is our Savior, um, Yahweh is God. And yeah, one day he, he will return to this earth, hopefully soon. And if not, we will, we will meet him in our passing. Yeah. So yeah. you
3: think that, did I miss any points there? Well, the reality of the faith that you described um, is a faith alone. You know, Mm -hmm. you are clear. It's not faith plus works, faith plus my law keeping or any of that kind of stuff. Um, There's nothing that I contribute to my salvation other than the sin that made it necessary. Mm. But the faith itself, we sometimes describe as a repentant faith. Yeah. That we turn from our sins in order to trust in Christ. That It says in Acts that many who believed in Jesus became obedient to the faith. Mm. That there's a turning from that life of sin that we were rescued from. The penalty of sin is removed. But the power of sin is broken and the power of sin being broken now allows us to walk in the freedom of Christ's resurrected life who lives in us by his spirit. And that repentance sometimes gets missed People see what Jesus did and they're grateful for it, but they wanna take Jesus and their life of sin and not give that up. Mm -hmm. Jesus calls us to, he even says this in many places, he says, if anyone wants to come after me, he has to deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That there is a turning from sin to trust in Christ. And anyone, no matter how bad they are, no matter what they've done, no matter how outwardly righteous they appear to men, no matter how vulgar and awful their sin has been manifest, he offers the same salvation to anyone who comes. Yeah. Paul says
2: you're either, a um, you cannot be a, a slave to two masters or a servant to two masters. You're either a, a slave to one and you hate the other or the opposite. You're a slave to the other and you hate the one. Um, you know, it talks about how, or maybe it was Matthew who says, you know, no man, um, no man can, can love both God and his yeah. money. Right? right. Yeah. So,
0: or whatever material thing yeah. it might be. Roman, Romans six, one talks about, um, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And then Paul says, "How can he who died to sti- died to sin still live in it?" So when we're when we're saved by the power of the gospel, we're dead to sin. So mm-hmm. he's almost saying it's an impossibility for those who are dead to sin to continue living in it as their lifestyle on and on. Yeah. And it's not a you know we've we've been forgiven by grace. Let's do whatever we want. It's no, we've been forgiven by grace. Let me worship the one that took on the penalty of my sin.
2: Yeah. And and I think this ties, interestingly, into the fruit of the Spirit, which is something we'll be talking about very shortly here. But um, being dead to sin is being dead to um, the evil deeds, right? It's not just a mindset or, or um, lifestyle or personality, but it's the evil deeds. Um, John MacArthur compares the fruit of the Spirit to um, the deeds that are evil. And I'm trying to find the passage where it lists off all of the evil deeds. I know there's a few of them. That's right lots. before it. There's, yeah, it's in Galatians 5. 19. you
1: just scroll up a couple of verses Yeah, on your paper Bible. If you,
2: I scroll up on my paper yeah, Bible? Yeah, if you scroll up yeah. on your paper,
1: <laughs> you'll see it.
2: We've got tabs, but they're kind of blocked. So, Galatians 5. Let's start in out, verse 16. Really.
4: Nine, yeah, 16 through 19.
2: Yeah. Let's see that really Rick quick. Rick will be our encycl- encyclopedia for Bible <clears throat> passages. <laughs> Galatians 5.16 says, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are, and here are the deeds, the evil deeds of the flesh, immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, um, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, and those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, one of the interesting things that I think we'll touch, touch on with the fruit of the Spirit is, um, Is that the fruit of the spirit, you can't say, oh, I'm going to be loving today. I'm going to be joyful tomorrow. I'm going to be peaceful the day after that. Right? These are, uh, it's it's a package deal. Right. You have to be all of those things. Right. Whereas with the evil deeds, you can say, I'm going to be immoral today. I'm going to be impure tomorrow. I'm going to be... Um, idolatrous tomorrow as well. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna go and um, have strife and, and jealousy and outbursts of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the fruits of the spirit, and we're gonna. I think Justin, you're gonna lead us into this. Is that um, it's a
3: package deal. It's all of those things. We you're need to right, make. and it's it's so important that we've decided to make this the very first podcast series that we do because it's so central to basic, fundamental, but essential Christian living. Mm-hmm. For a person mm-hmm. to be a believer, they have to trust in. Them. The gospel that you just described but the evidence of true salvation is measured by what you just read
4: yeah i also noticed that it's called the fruit of the spirit. It's not fruits. That's not spirits. plural. That's right. right? Because oh. it can't separate them. It's that's right. one. That's
3: oh, that's great.
4: That's, yeah. that's exactly
3: and right. Wow. Yeah. Wait, isn't fruit plural? Well, it, it's it's like our word deer. Do you mean one deer or oh, ten deer? So Categorically. It, well, in English, well, in English, we have the word fruit can mean a piece of fruit, or mm-hmm. we can mean a bushel or mm-hmm. a grocery store full of fruit. So you don't know just in the English by the word fruit, whether mm-hmm. it's, it's singular or plural. Mm-hmm. But in the Greek text, which is what Paul, uh, of course wrote and what was inspired and rick is exactly right it is singular yeah and yet he lists nine right and so it's a package deal so it's wow. not love joy hate enmity sorcery kindness goodness faithfulness anger and outbursts you can't have okay. them like that yeah. it's right. one right. or the other wow because yeah. if you if you have love you have peace yes. right. that's what love is it's all those things
0: yeah, comes yeah. exactly exactly yeah. wow um another thing i want to touch on too is so the name of the podcast is "It Stands Written." I know Justin; that's kind of the name of your ministry. So, that's kind right. of, kind of go into how that name came about, just the meaning behind it, and just kind of the purpose of this podcast. Like, what are what are we doing
3: here? Absolutely. Well, this podcast is maybe different from other podcasts out there. We're, we're not so much doing interviews, though. We'll do that. We're not so much having uh, discussions about topics, though. We'll do that. Everything that we talk about in here is centered on the Word of God, which stands written. So the the Conversation is an expository conversation. In fact, if you wanted to say say what our podcast is in one sentence, we are having an expository conversation. Conversations about the text as rightly interpreted and understood, and then an application for our own personal lives as to how the text should work its way out in our life as saved people. Now, the phrase it stands written comes from Matthew chapter four, which I have open in front of me. And you remember that Jesus right as soon as he was baptized was taken by the spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil mm. 40 days of absolute emaciating hunger I've been to the place where he was um, when you see this place of desolation where he was for 40 days without a drop of water or a bite of food even he is the perfect God man you've been must, there geographically I've been there geographically <laughs> no, you haven't been in 40 days mind. No, 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 no. I, I haven't missed 40 minutes yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't lasted 40 days and 40 nights of of (laughs) fasting. But isn't it fascinating that Jesus himself allowed his humanity to be so robbed of all the basic survival Mm. things that we are. And yet he went toe to toe with Satan in all that hell could unleash. Listen, without any limitation on his temptation, when, when Jesus was tempted by Satan, it was different than our temptations because God limits our temptations. Remember 1 Corinthians 10, no temptations overtaken you, but such mm-hmm. as is common to man. and me. God is faithful. Remember what he says next? To provide you. Well, he won't allow you to be tempted beyond, beyond, what, you are, beyond you're what you're able, yeah. right? There was no limitation on Jesus here. There There is limitations on us. So the full unleashing of everything that Satan could hurl, and this is his arch enemy. He He hates Jesus. He wanted more than anything else to overthrow Jesus, which was why he was thrown out of heaven. He wanted to sit on the throne that one day Jesus will occupy. And so he can't unseat or ungod Jesus. So he comes after the prized possession of Jesus and that's humanity. But now that Jesus enters into humanity, and the fullness of his weakness is on display, and not just on display, but out at his most vulnerable moment. It says the tempter came, and he has three temptations. And it's interesting to look because the temptations fall into one of three categories. It's either I want to feel that, because he said to him, "If you're the son of God, command that these stones become bread." Mm-hmm. I, he's hungry. Mm -hmm. He needs and wants very badly to feel the relief of food in his emaciated body. What are you doing out here, Jesus, if you're the father's beloved son? Starving. Mm. Take that miraculous power that you have and turn these stones into bread. And the temptation was not only distrust the care of your father, but don't you want to feel the relief that my pathway of sin offers you? And Jesus' answer was, and it translates in the English a little short of what the power of Jesus' words were. It says in verse 4, he answered and said, it is written, and then he quotes Deuteronomy. The actual translation of that text is, he said, it stands written. Meaning the word of God, which he quotes as all that he needs beyond the temptations for physical sustenance. Mm -hmm. Everything that he needs basic to survival, he doesn't need. He needs the word of God, which stands written. It's in the perfect tense. And so what that means practically is, is it's immovably true. Mm-hmm. It is in its place and fixed. It's not being written currently, it's it's done, uh, but it also stands as strong enough to hold whoever trusts in what it says, wow. even what hell unleashes in its fullest. That, that original
2: translation is so much
3: more powerful saying, yeah. Yeah. saying God's word stands true. Yeah. Well, and see that it, Satan comes back a second time. Mm-hmm. And, and the second time he comes back and you can sum up all the temptations that we would ever face. And we'll talk about on this podcast. He comes back a second time and he takes him up to the the pinnacle of the temple and says, okay, well, if you do trust God, uh, throw yourself down. I mean, you want a scripture? I got a scripture. Satan is great with taking scripture and matching it with scripture. He just pulls it out of context mm-hmm. and attempts us to use it in selfish ways yeah. to justify our sin. So he adjusts to Jesus's defenses and says, well, how about Psalm 91? Do a swan dive off the top of the temple and the angels will catch you I mean, God's going to not let his beloved son be a grease spot on the basin, basement of the temple floor. He'll catch you. Everybody right. will be in awe of you. And then you can show everybody that you're truly God. Because you know what? In that time, a lot of people did that. And, and they were um, claiming to be Messiah. So when they jumped off of this and they had very short careers, Satan is saying yeah. you could erase all doubt. Yeah. But, but what you would have then is the approval of people and and everybody would know your Messiah. So the temptation here was, um, you could be that. So you can feel that, you could be that, but look at what it says in verse seven. On the other hand, it stands written, and he quotes scripture again. Third time, takes him up, shows him all the kingdoms of the world, says, I'll give all this to you if you worship me. No subtlety there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't be the God of this world anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'll give it all up if you give me the one thing I've lusted for since the day I fell, your worship. I wanna be worshiped by God, which is at the heart of sin. And and, he's, and and by the way, you can have it now, you don't have to go to the cross. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can have that. So see, I, I wanna feel that, mm-hmm. I wanna be that, and I wanna have that at the fullest level. And Jesus responds a third time, go Satan for it stands written. So the word of God point is, is able to hold us in any and every situation, no matter what hell unleashes, it is sure, it is right, it is perfect, and it is true. And it is the foundation for every conversation we'll have here. Yeah. It's more
2: powerful than Satan. That's, That's right. so yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think yeah. it was a, a Charles Spurgeon quote, I believe it says, discernment is not knowing The difference between what's right and what's wrong it's the it's knowing the difference between what's right and what's almost right Mm -hmm. and see what satan did is he took what was true in the word and tried to make it seem right like it's right he's trying to deceive us but that's why we stay in the word that's why we read it study it commit our life to it um and that's actually a good segue kind of just you know we're getting all these all these verses we've given we're getting them from the holy bible from genesis through revelation um in Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So this is not just a book. It's not just paper with words on it, but this is a living and active book. And uh, Ernest, I kind of want to hand this one over to you. Just like, what is the Bible? Like, what do we believe about it? Like, how did it come together?
1: Yeah, so this is of course a big question for us, right? We base the entirety of of our religion on this book, and it's like, well, you know, Islam has the has the Quran. What if they're right? Uh, does that mean we're all screwed? It would be if they were right. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> they're not, and we are. <laughs> if I thought they were right, I would be in Islam. I'm not. Um, ultimately, for us, the we the the doctrine that that we always say is that the Bible is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, which means it is without error, and it is uh, entirely truth that it is inspired by God. And that means that, that every word, while it was written by human hands, was put into the minds of the authors by God himself. And of course, people will ask, well, how do you know that's true? When, when the Quran was written, they also said the Quran was n- even better than inspired by God. These are words literally dictated by God. So why is Christianity special? Why do we get to say we're inspired and that the, the Quran is wrong? Well, we have a couple of things. Unlike the, the Quran, the Bible was written over hundreds of years by dozens of authors, and yet it still has a single self-consistent voice and storyline. Typically, if you if you get a bunch of people and you all tell them to write on the same subject, even if you're like, OK, here's the subject, here's what I want you to say. If you get, you know, 30 different people write it you're going to get contradictions you're going to get things that don't line up and in the bible we don't have that it it testifies to itself in that way that despite the fact that these people were alive at different times they lived in different cultures they spoke different languages we of course we have the bible all all in english but it's written in three different languages hebrew greek and a little bit of aramaic Mm -hmm. and it all comes out to the same thing that's that's proof number one. And of course, proof number two is the is the miracles that God has done. Uh the the most important of which is that Jesus rose from the dead as a matter of provable historical fact. And you know, we can get into fights about this all day. Uh the the book I recommend is Did Jesus Rise from the Dead by Gary Habermas and Anthony Flew, which is is probably the best look at it because Unlike, unlike most books, you, you know, if you get a book from a Christian that's like, did Jesus rise from the dead? Oh, well, I'm so surprised that you said, yes, you're a Christian. Thanks. Uh, this one is, is a transcript of a debate between the two authors, uh, Habermas and Flew. And so you actually get to see the best arguments that the opposition has, and, and you get to decide for yourself who it is that actually comes out on top. And it's a, it's a very unvarnished look at what the level of proof is and how much we have. And if you were if you were looking at any other historical event, the amount of proof we have is more than enough to establish it. The only reason people are skeptical about it is because, oh well, you know, people don't usually rise from the dead. Yes, well, that's what makes the whole Jesus story so very special. What was the name of the book? Uh, the the name of the book was Did Jesus Rise from the Dead? And there, there are several different books called that title. Unsurprisingly, it's a it's a very popular title. Uh, which is why uh, Gary Habermas and Anthony Flew are the are the two authors got it
0: thanks for explaining that um yeah so and also you know the bible is it's not one book as I think you kind of went over it but it's 66 different books written on different continents over hundreds of years um so to kind of uh wrap it up now what what do we do with yeah. the information we have?
3: Yeah, every one of these podcasts is going to end with a now what. Not so what by implication, but now what by way of action. So we, we want to approach the end of every podcast with the answer essentially to four questions. Uh, number one is, is, what do we from this now know is true? What are we going to build our lives on? We, we need to have clarity about the text of Scripture. So it, you will forget the conversation, but what we don't even want you to forget is the text the text of scripture. But the second question we want to ask is, um, okay, so what action are you going to take right now? What does this compel us to do right now in this moment? Um, What are the practices that I'm gonna build my life on? What are the decisions that I'm gonna now make? The outcome of my response to this text is fill in the blank. We wanna answer that every time. Uh, We also wanna say, well, what, what relationship, thirdly, should I press into? What are the relationships that are in my life, both upward towards God and, and inward towards the believers that are in my life and outward toward those people that don't know Jesus yet? What what relationships are affected by this, um, this teaching, uh, the impact that it has on those lives? And then lastly, what are the obstacles that are overcome by this? What are the challenges that are common to believers that we each face where this truth now gives us freedom and clarity to get unstuck as a result of what we have studied together? So the next, now what takes the, the goal of Bible study, the goal of any expository conversation, the goal of it all is always life change. The, the goal of our time together isn't necessarily or only limited to the text rightly understood and, and discussed. It is applied. That's the end game for all, all of these podcasts. So that's what we're going to end with each time. Every time we'll get to a segment at the very end. And this is the what to do portion. Yeah. So now what for this episode, um, for those
0: who are born again, Christians and believers, um, we encourage you to stay in the word, stay in the scriptures. It stands written and it will continue to change your life. For those that if, if there's anyone listening that doesn't know the Lord, we we invite you to, to read the Bible, to go through it, to listen to the scriptures. In, in Hebrews, it says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. We uh, just invite you to, to turn to Jesus, to, to repent, to trust in him through faith and to know the Lord, because in him there's freedom, there's freedom from sin and there is joy and
3: eternal life that will last forever. You know, Braden, if somebody wants to follow up, even in response to yeah. that, Justin at it dot org, they can email me. It could go to one of us and we would be glad to talk to yeah. anybody that has further follow-up questions about anything related to the gospel. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think we can, we can add that, um, I think in our information, like, I think we're going to upload on like Spotify, Apple Music, all those. So I yeah. think we can add the email in there too. Great. Um, yeah, just a kind of a, a doxology from, from Jude. I want to end us off with, uh, in verse 24 to the end, it says now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the It Stands written podcast. We will see you next time.